Amen. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. Amen. Good to see everybody here. Gather yourselves. Get yourself situated. I want to welcome all the visitors. Amen. We love you. We family. Come on, y'all. We family. Amen. Hey, son, John, how you doing? Missed you. Love you. <laughs> Take your rightful place. Amen. I love it. He said, I ain't going to skip a beat. I'm ready. days now. Y'all hear me? We're in the end of days now. We should be perfected in our love by now. Wouldn't you say? We should be the I told you, when you don't forgive, that stops your forward progress. When you forgive, it allows you to move forward. That's what a lot of us in the church, we're still bound by unforgiveness. To people who are alive or even dead. Imagine that. You holding somebody and you are unforgiving to a person who's dead. See how wicked the heart can be? See how deceitful the heart can be? They dead and gone. They ain't even think about you. You still mad at them. You can't grow now. You can't move forward. The church should be. <laughs> we should be well along. The elementary things. Of Christ. We, we should be in the advanced part now. Paul said, I, matter of fact, I'm going to show you a better way than all the gifts, love. He said, that's the most excellent way. Not because you can prophesy, not because you can discern spirits, know that you love. Ain't that right? How many of y'all agree? Y'all talk back to me. <laughs> Say amen to that. That's what I'm saying. See, and that's, that's another thing when it comes to church and and our progress you know as a pastor I should be examining and teacher we should be examining the health of our church do we actually love do we ask are we are we actually showing even more sensitive attention to the household of faith that's the word of God I should give you more attention he said we should love them with everything but be, the household of faith Oh, we should have, we should be like, oh my goodness, what do you need? Right. Or, or how about this one? I need some help. 
How about that one? We've gotten so stuck in tradition with church that we've lost our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And the preacher's not preaching relationship. We're preaching programs and, you know, all these type of things to make you feel good, which don't allow you to change or grow. Ain't that why you eat? So you can grow? <laughs> I mean, the little baby got to have, you got to feed that baby. How many times, mamas? When that baby come out, how many times you got to feed that baby? Every what? So he can eat, right? So how come it comes different when it comes to the word of God? We still have babies and immaturity here. How come we're not feeding on that? You need to feed on that too. You need to eat just like that too. But, you know, we come to church once a day, once a week, whatever. How are you going to spiritually survive? You're not reading your word. How are we going to develop properly? It's nothing worse than developing and, and there's just some, you know, you know you're, you're deficient in certain areas. You don't get the full development. The muscle can't really develop. Y'all know I worked out a lot. I trained a lot. I did a lot of things. But what a lot of people make mistakes is when they lift weights, they don't use the full range of motion. They just go here. And they don't use the full range of motion. The full range of motion. So you develop properly. The way it's intended. It's the same thing with the word. It's the same thing with prayer. So you develop spiritually proper. <laughs> Full range of motion in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless you. Give you praise and glory. But no, no, that's just it. That's one level. But here's the full range of motion. Shibando Oshirande. Brekiando Koshiran. That's the full range of prayer. Amen? amen. I want to, amen, teacher. Well, you know what? She said a pure heart. See, we can't do anything in the kingdom without a pure heart. Amen. Okay. See, and that's the whole issue. Y'all remember Cain and Abel, right? Yeah. See, the problem with, see, what, what Abel did, well, he gave him his best. He gave him the first. He, was, he gave him the best. He, he, he gave him the best, the lamb. He gave him the best of his offering. And Cain didn't give him his best. See, you haven't read the scripture right. And he told him, if you had did this, he said, I would have been gracious to you too. But it said that Cain, listen, that he was angry. No, no, he wasn't angry at his brother. He was angry at God. How in the world... See, see, and then your offering, you can't, you can't do that. And then you bring your offering and you're angry. He did not accept it. That's what his whole problem was. How do you get angry at God? Hmm? I ain't going to ask you to raise your hand you've been angry at God. I don't have the mental capacity to be angry at God. Not me. I don't have the mental fortitude to be angry at God. 
See, because you don't know who God is if you're going to be angry at him. You angry at the person that gave you life, breath. problem is we don't give God our best. We don't give my best time. We don't give my best in prayer. We don't give our best in how we interact with each other. We don't give him our best because you think it's the person, but it's God. It's that you're dealing with. You're not dealing with people. You're dealing with God. See how our mindsets are? We keep, we keep losing. This is why you got to keep going back to the scripture because you keep forgetting the scripture. I'm going to get to my message. But I'm in my message. <laughs> See, it's one thing to come up and just start pontificating out of the word in scripture, but that's not shepherding. Shepherding is when you interact with the sheep. Amen? Amen. That's shepherding. That is giving you word for your life. That's caring and tending for you. Yeah? Guiding you. That's my job. Y'all gonna make my job easy? Y'all gonna make my job tough. The Bible said you should help make my job easy. I'm an end time preacher because we are in the end times. So you need to know our main goal. First of all, let's just give God our excellence in everything. See, if I can get y'all to really understand that, that you give him your best. Best attitude. Give him your best attitude. Give, give God your best and everything that you do. Amen. See, but we want, we, want, we want a reward. We want a reward, and we don't give God our best, and he wants the best. Yeah. Cain. So we be giving offering, we be giving Cain offerings. Yeah. Instead of enable the best. Y'all can't fool God. <laughs> See how our hearts are? Our own hearts deceive us that we can fool God who knows everything. God can't count. He don't know multiplication. You know it better than he do. That's what we do. I'm going to give him my best hand clap, my best wave offering. I'm going to give him... My best in everything that I do. We, you know, we go, we go down for, you know, two second prayer. That's not your best, but you watch a movie for four hours or a game. You give the best. See, you got to understand when you're in idol worship. You got to understand when you're in adultery, when you give God your everything. Now you give, you give more time to entertainment than you give through your study or reading the word. That's called a Cain offering. See how we offer Cain? We do his offering all the time. Because we don't get, we give, but we don't give our best. 
We don't give our best response when storms come. We don't give our best. No, we don't. Okay, I mean, I'm just, I'm just expressing my heart as a shepherd right now. And I don't want us to be deceived. Cain was deceived. We won't. It's all in the word. We come to church. We, we, we come when we want. We come when we want. Come what time we want. We're not on time. See, we're not giving our best. I just, if I could just get us stop serving us and serve the king. The Bible says who he loved, he corrects. I'm t- when I'm standing there taking account for you, because I have to take an account for each of you. I'm going to be like, yep, Lord, I told him that. So on that June the 6th, 2021, and they were all present. They were all here. So now you're going to be accountable for what you heard. See, that's what we, we do. I mean, we're talking about the Holy Scripture. Hold on, Jesus, my God. We're talking about God has left us his thoughts. He left us his instruction how to handle any and everything that could come your way. But we don't value that. We don't value it. How you, you're not going to value it because you don't believe it. If you believe it, you'll value it. You know, like your car, your house. Our jobs. We don't value relationships. Because God is all about relationships. We come to church. We're not talking about our relationships. Help me. Help me. Just get whatever I need. I'm be blessed. Just, no. No. It's about how we treat true lovers with God and man. You realize, do you realize what we have here? Do you realize the value of the scripture? It's the mind of Christ right here. It's his reality that you have. He just need a vessel of expression through you. I mean, this is, I don't, I don't want to ever mislead you about our relationship and the value that we're supposed to have with God. Our understanding of the position that we are in to be his imagers in the earth. See, we, we can get, come to church and we can get lost in just being religious. You got Sadducees and Pharisees all in the ministry, all in the church, the body of Christ. God's looking for a real, real-time relationship that he's trying to have with us. Amen. I got a whole lot of pages. I know I ain't going to get to them all, but I'm going to try. <clears throat> I'm going to try. You know, how y'all, how y'all weathering the storm? 
Hmm? How are y'all weathering the storm? I mean, if we want to grow and go to the other side, there's got to be a storm. There's got to be a storm. And I told y'all, you have to determine if he's in the boat with you. Because if he's in the boat with you, you need to rest. Find a place of rest. Amen? Mm. See, easier said than done. <laughs> you should be driven to do it. So y'all know I've been teaching well, a lot of things, but I have a series that we're going on. It's part four. Are you a peacemaker? Not just a peace receiver, but are you a peacemaker? Amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. Can we just do a small review? Because I know, yeah, I know you ain't went back and listened. Hmm. WM is, is funny. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. If you want to grow, you need to. You, this is why I'm preaching it. It's for you. So, so you will have an answer. This is your escape. He said, he, whatever you in, he said, I've made a way of what? Escape. Well, it's going to come through his preached word. right on top of you. Y'all, y'all, I just got to get people get delivered. Can't we just get delivered? See, we don't realize the storm that you're in. See, and I told you, most of us, the storm should get you to a point of humiliation. To humble you. We focus on the, 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 the storm, the cause of it, instead of actually what's happening in it. Yeah? Storms are important. They have to be in your life. Storms have to. This is God's way. Storms have to be in your life. How else will you know the love of God? How else will you be able to trust him? If you don't have something to trust him about. How you know your love is perfected if you don't have something that opposes your love? See, they come to Christ, they do everything just willy-nilly. Is this so wonderful and great? No, there ain't been no challenge yet. Because you haven't decided to go to the other side yet. Once you decide to go to the storm, storm will come. Mind your own business. But that storm going to come. And then the church haven't taught the body of Christ how, listen, to be perfected in that storm. I told you the first thing when you're out in the rain, what do you do? You cover your head. You cover your head so you can see, so it don't obscure your vision. You trip over the next curb and all of that. Fall on the glass because your vision was obscured in the storm. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. It's like we don't. We don't. The church, we're supposed to. I'm supposed to prepare you. If I'm leading you, I, I know where we're going. So the sheep can't tell 
the shepherd, hey, wait a minute, we should go this way. Happened all the time. I ain't seen that in, in, in just in natural nature. The sheep just turn around, hey, bud. I think we should go over here. I saw the wolves, and I think we should go over there. They said, come here, so I'm just going to follow them. As sheep led to the slaughter. That's what happened when you follow sheep and not your pastor. Jeremiah 3.15. Before we go. I think we should go in there. I know. (laughs) Just in case you forgot. Go ahead. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15. And I will give you spiritual shepherds after my own heart Mm. in the final time who will feed you with knowledge and understanding and judgment. All right. That judgment, that word would be reason. Come, let us reason. Let's examine your thoughts. Okay, I'm just trying to tell you. And the thing of it is, you have to know. He said, I'm going to give you. Obviously, we have people who don't. I ain't their pastor. So I need to tell you, you need to know who your pastor is. He didn't say he's going to give you a church. He didn't say he's going to give you a denomination. He said, I'm going to give you a pastor who's after my heart. Not your wallet, not you, but one that's after my own heart. Now, when you find that one, he send you there, sit down and settle yourself. That's what you need to do. It ain't no long process. I got to find out, is this him and this? No, you should have that witness in your spirit. Because that's God. He said, I'm going to do it. He might send you the one that's not going to, you're going to agree with everything he said because he got to get something out of you. That you can't do on your own. Amen. The problem is that we have pastors who are not pastors. The problem is that we have pastors who are not pastors. Just because somebody says you're a pastor don't mean you're a pastor. What is your proof? What is your track record? So you have to, you have to do this. And we waste a lot of time not knowing who your pastor is. So when you show know who your pastor is, submit. Amen. We can get some stuff done in the kingdom. Once we got that solidified. Proverbs 12, 1. Hey, design, the word is always the same. Amen. That's right. Come on. Come on. Proverbs chapter 12 at verse 1. Reading in the New Living Translation. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. <laughs> so you never seen that in there, though. It's right there. 
I think God is funny. So what is he saying? So what is he saying? What is he saying? See, the storm is there to correct you. But because we are sensual, sense-driven, instead of spirit-led, here comes the offense. 99% of people leave church because of offense. So we got a lot of people just sitting in the pews offended. No growth, no truth. Church is stagnant. Mm. Y'all with me? Man, I'm trying to do this. This is this what we're doing here today, for real, y'all. What we're doing here today is so serious to God. But see, if our mindset and our uh, abilities to, you know, to consistently have this uh, realization of our relationship with God and man, see, it church gets boring, And, and you don't understand that you have a part to fulfill. Just like I said, the storms that some of you go through are not for you. They're for other people. The storms that the, that the disciples were with Jesus weren't about the disciples or Jesus. It was about that man that stood in front of the Decapolis. It, it was about his ministry. It was his ministry is why that storm came. But they were experiencing the effects. But it won't about them. So many of your storms are not about you. They're about other people. Amen. You got to lay down the foundation because we come to church. We have the wrong concept of why we're sitting here. One, the Bible said it's your reasonable duty, your body. Okay. Bring your kids. They need this. The world going to teach them the wrong thing. All right. Um, we're talking about peace. Can we get one in there? I think I'm all right. That'll lay a good foundation for y'all. Get y'all in the right mood. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. I like that. Feedback is good. Go to Second Peter. Just a, a quick one, a really quick. This, is gonna, this series is going to bless us, I'm telling y'all. Got some keys to drop. Amen. What do keys do? Open up things. Access. Also lock some things up. See, a gate, a gate does two things. It keeps things out and keep things in. All right. All right. Go to 2 Peter. Glory to God. Woo! You know it. 2 Peter 1 and 2. <laughs> That's right. That's me. I love it. Ready? Second Peter, at chapter 1, at verse 2. The scripture reads, May grace, mm. God's favor, and peace, which is perfect well-being, mm. all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity, mm. and freedom from fears, 
and agitating passions and moral conflicts be multiplied to you. In the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Ah, goodness. So peace gives you the correct knowledge of God. Peace does. Not, no, not tradition. Not, not what man has said. But that peace that he said, it's the perfect what? Knowledge of God. You're in well-being. Perfect well-being. Shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. Shalom. My God. Okay. It's available to you. It's not a feeling. It's a person. Peace is a person. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Psalms 34. 14. Glory to God. So peace and grace can be multiplied. My goodness. Can be multiplied. There's no limit in the spirit. But I'm trying to get y'all to operate in the spirit and not your flesh. Glory to God. Whew. Hold on. Everybody say, Lord, switch my mindset. Now say it like you really mean it. Switch my mindset. I told you, you got to say something in this kingdom. At least get the ball rolling. We won't say nothing. You got it? Ready? Psalms 34, 14. Psalm 34 and verse 14. Glory. Depart from evil mm. and do good. Uh-huh. Seek, inquire for, and crave peace. Hold on. Can we just, I know we said, it sounds good this time around. Did y'all see that? You got to do something first before you get peace. You got to depart from evil. Evil thinking, evil doing, going to evil places, doing evil things. And then it said, and then do good. Do what's right in the sight of God. Not you, because your right could be wrong. Listen, to inquire. Inquire for. What does inquire mean? It tell you right there. <laughs> Listen, and crave. Oh man, who has really been hungry for something they really like? Come on, all of y'all. All y'all have had a craving. Oh, y'all want me to go natural for you? Some of you had craving for people. Can't live without them. Oh, y'all just want to play with me, don't y'all? Y'all want to play. It says right here to crave peace. Crave peace and pursue it. Uh-uh. Then it said go after it. 
See, we're not doing this. Because when the conflict comes, we don't do this. And you don't have peace. So why won't you do what it says? Because your reality, your mindset is not attached. That word has not yet engrafted into you. The reason it can't, that's why the word can't go into a lot of us, because it's conditional. It's no condition here. The only condition it said right here is to do what? Depart from evil. Okay, then. Why would the Lord say that? Because he knows what he's talking about. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Here we go. That's, that's good right there. Teacher, I can get to this thing. Uh, I said that this, li- this message is so important for your life. There are so many people today that are depressed. So many families are being destroyed. The city, our nations, torn up from every angle. There is something about the administration of peace that we do not yet understand. If you're depressed and you're struggling with depression, that means you are not at peace. You haven't found the resting place. Let's just, let's be, can we just be real? Because I don't do fake church and I don't do phony church. That, that's not going to help you. I don't want to provoke you to change. And you're never too old to change. Just need the truth presented to you. Amen. All right. I said a lot of times we have studied God uh, as an entity or, or Satan as an entity, but we have never really studied the nature and behavior of man. And this is what churches don't want to do. And we're going to make sure that we do understand this, right? All right, without going here, we got plenty of series. You can go back and can check a lot of things out, all right? Because I can't spend the whole time just in the review, but some of you haven't been, so you need to hear this. Amen? All right. God willing, I'll continue this. All right. And I said psychology, and this is one of the things that people in the church, I got the spirit. What's your results and your evidence that you got the spirit? The spirit, Holy Spirit, I don't need a teacher. It teach me, he teach me everything. I don't need a pastor. I don't need a church. He teach me everything. First, you're out of order. First. So if you're out of order, then your thought process is going to be out of order. Your perspective is going to be out of order. Oh, my goodness. Psychology is the study of the human mind and its function, especially those behaviors in a given context. The best way to study you is when you're going through. I told you, storms reveal your limitations. A storm will show you exactly where you are, how you respond. Your character, absolutely. See, our storms are necessary and important, but we run from them. And you don't realize that's the process of growth. 
That's the truth. That's why it's beautiful. The truth is beautiful. Oh, my goodness. How beautiful are the feet. All right. Bring the gospel. I want us to be excited about the word. See, we come to church. We ain't excited about the word. Oh, it's just, it's nice, but it's mindset. And you're not giving God your best. Anybody can do that. Anybody can give God their best. Mm. All right. If you so desire. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I told y'all. From a psychological standpoint, there are six intrinsic desires of man. It don't matter what geography, it don't matter where you came from, it don't matter about your background, it don't matter what you had, what you didn't have, it don't matter what happened to you. It don't matter what color you are, it don't matter how much money you got, how poor you are. There are six intrinsic cravings of every man, mankind. And if y'all could get this, if y'all could really get this, you'll understand conflict. Mm. You'll, you'll be able to judge, watch this, righteously. <laughs> okay. Man. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> I can't go through. I'm just going to give you. Instead of breaking them all down, you can go back to uh, part one and two. I can't go all there, so I got to just let me work here. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'll give them to you. But I can't go through each one of them. I did that the last time, and we didn't get nowhere else. <laughs> it's so good, though, right? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, good, good. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm just going to make sure we get here. All right. Here we go. Don't forget that we are discussing peace, peace here, right? Yeah. All right. We're coming from the standpoint of understanding man first, okay? So you'll know where conflicts come from. Anytime. Now, when you are angry or you see someone angry from the teaching prior to it, you can go back to that checklist. I'm going to give you the checklist and you can scan through them. These six things, you will find that something has been violated. All right. Either a sense of security. That's one. A sense of variety. A sense of significance. A sense of love and acceptance a sense of growth and progress, and impact and contribution. These are the six areas that doesn't matter what man, no matter what nation you're from, these are the things that every man, it's in the psychology of man, built in. Y'all hear it? Security. A sense of variety. Significance, that's a big one. A sense of love. And acceptance. A sense of growth and progress. You didn't go to school and spend all that time just to, you know, digress. 
Just like you don't come to church to digress. You come here to grow. Amen. All right. Remember, all human motivations can come under those conditions. Listen closely. The highest psychological need of any man, any human, is to feel loved, to feel appreciated, and to feel a sense of celebration. Y'all hear me? The highest psychological need of any man is to feel loved, to feel appreciated, and celebrate. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a racist. I don't care if you're a murderer. I don't care if you're a pedophile. I don't care if you're just, a, you know, somebody who don't really care. Listen to this. This is for any man, your husband, your brother, your boss, your grandparents, your wife. Y'all listen to this. Any man has the need to feel love. Listen. And also watch this. Valued. The need to feel value. Also, watch this. Appreciate it. I'm talking about the psychology, the psychological makeup of you. All right? Ooh. That means, watch this, if you communicate anything that attempts to devalue or demean any human being, it is inevitable that there will be conflict. Well, y'all going to be at a, I mean, y'all going to be at a love for real. Mm, mm, mm. You can be like, see, and sometimes what, what bothers me sometimes is when a person is going through a test or storm, we get offended with them. And you don't see that they're in the process of growth. But, but you can't discern it because you're in your emotion because I didn't speak to you. We're not discerning of what's happening to our brother and sister. We want them to act like me. This is how you know, because you'd be like, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? That's not your pattern. All right. They sure will. Amen. In a minute. That's when patience, you don't realize God is working on you. I, I told you, you have to discern the language of silence. When God is silent, he's speaking. Woo! All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> he's saying, I got this. Don't you see me? That's the problem. We don't. Listen, that conflict, uh, I'm going to tell you again. Listen to this. That means that any communication that attempts to devalue or demean a human being it is inevitable, as I said, that you will have conflict. That conflict will be managed at different levels, depending on the maturity of the parties involved. Y'all got it? Mm -hmm. Just know that this one thing is for sure. 
that each time you violate this law, there will always be trouble. I'm telling you, help you how to deal with man. Just from this little teaching, right? Back, you know, you can see, you can go back and see where a violation in your last incident, your last conflict, with those six things that I told you, you can go back now and see where the violation came in. A sense of security, significance, value. You, You can see it. Love and acceptance. If I can just get you to calm down, be quiet for a minute. Don't react. When the enemy is moving, be silent. This checklist will help you out and hopefully get you delivered today. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes we do these things consciously and unconsciously. Okay? Watch this. If someone used to do things for you, you know that, and all of a sudden they stop. Something you have maybe trivialized about something you may have said or didn't know you even said it. Violated one of those six intrinsic cravings. Amen, teacher. One of those six things have been violated, which now has caused conflict in the relationship that you had. Go ahead, go ahead, take a second. And look at where you are right now with some of the people. There was a violation somewhere in there. Y'all understand? There was a violation. Whether consciously or unconsciously. Right? Just saying, watch this. Just saying thank you sincerely can be used as a tool of gratitude to communicate. Y'all, y'all, I'm going to help y'all right now. Listen to this. Just saying thank you sincerely. See, it got to be sincere. Can be used as a tool of gratitude to communicate. Watch this. Significance. Man, I make a point when when I'm trying to get something done on the phone and you actually get a person. I make sure. I choose my words, even though I could be upset about whatever is happening. I make sure that I show gratitude. And I think about their job versus my issue. Boy, y'all don't even understand what happens then. Well, if I get some of y'all, just take that attitude. Just dealing with people. And by doing that. Watch this. Every time that man wants to feel significant, he will go and find that person who has the perception of what it really means to say thank you. I ain't going to keep doing something for you and you don't never say thank you, but that person over there will say thank you. I'll, I'll go right back to that person. See them? Are you a peacemaker? Ah. My goodness. He'll go look. You'll go look for that person. Who made you feel significant? It's a craving. So we must truly understand man. Because, watch this, the resources are in their hands. I call them people, I call them to fuss at them. 
They ain't got nothing to do with it. It's their job. But that's not what we do. We get mad. Lose it. We get mad when people do their jobs. And we don't realize you got the stink attitude just like them. And you wondering why what's going on. Because you drew that to you. You draw, you draw that to you all the time. This is why it's always the same response. And it's always them and not you. That's the problem. We don't want the truth. It's not them. It's you. I'm going to help y'all with the rest of that. All right. Uh, go ahead. Say it's me. Say it again. It's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wonder why. Watch this. A sincere thank you. A sincere thank you can go a long way. If you, are tru- if you truly understood man, watch this, and the need to feel significant. Oh, See, we miss so many opportunities. Bless other peacemakers. Bless other peacemakers. Listen to that. Not just peace receivers, but peacemakers. Mm-mm. Watch this. Man, as complicated as man is, man is unbelievably simple. I'm going to say it again. Man, as complicated as he is, he is unbelievably simple. Mm-mm. Under the strength of this knowledge can be simple. Watch this. Almost programmable. Literally programmable as complicated as man is as a species can be programmable (laughs) y'all gotta get it when you understand the psychological key if I can get you to really understand this watch this you can literally command almost anything that you desire because you now understand It's, we don't even we don't even get it. I love it. She's talking back. She's saying, "Say that, Pastor." <laughs> I love it, man. Mm-mm-mm. Listen to this. Did y'all hear what I said? If you really understood, man, he, he's almost programmable. How I respond, you can literally. Because the resource is in their hand and you need it. This this is the Bible. This ain't no witchcraft and manipulating people. See, because we missed the whole key to this. It's your heart. It's your intent. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Watch this. Sometimes your children can grow to hate you. They can grow to hate their parents. And you don't know why. Here's two things. One, you don't understand man. Number two, amen, teacher, it's an attack. There's two reasons. Y'all hear me? Why your child can end up hating you. One is you don't understand man. And the second, it could be an attack. 
Watch this, because children are the most innocent of our species. It is something that has happened to make them turn away from you. Because that's not natural for them. Um, Y'all going to learn something here. Listen, there are some people, for some reason, cannot have friends. The lifespan of a relationship is two weeks or less. Watch this. All of that is not demonic. If it find you. I said all of that's not demonic. All of that's not demonic. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Let me give y'all some spiritual intelligence. <laughs> now, even demons depend on this vulnerability to act. They don't just come into your life. They study the gaps. Watch this. In your knowledge. And that becomes, watch this, their access point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gap theory is true. All right. Did y'all hear what I said? So while you fussing and fighting and doing all this, they studying you. Don't y'all know y'all being hunted? No, you don't. Don't you know you're being hunted? The Bible says that Satan is what? Roaring lion. Seeking who he may devour. He's hunting you. That's a hunt. He's hunting you. You the game. Don't you know you being hunted? No, we don't. <laughs> That's why you need a shepherd to tell you there's a wolf over there. You don't see him behind the rock because your perspective is wrong. I'm up higher. I can see it. I told y'all before, from our perspective on the earth, it looked like the sun rise and set in the, in the east and in the west, right? From our perspective, it looks like it rises and sets from the east to the west, right? From the earth perspective. But you change your perspective, you don't see that the earth is not doing that. The sun is rotating. The planets are rotating around. But you had to change your perspective so it's not either it's not rising and setting. But from here, it looks like it is. From earth, it looks like it's rising and setting. So when you change your perspective, you go up to another atmosphere, you'll see that it doesn't do that. Amen? Y'all got it? Change your perspective. See, that's what prayer does. <laughs> See, it's one thing to have the M16 and not know how to use it. It's one thing to have prayer in your life, but you don't really know the purpose of how it actually works. Ain't that right? Got it. You got it. You, you can pray, but you don't know how to pray. You got the weapon, but you don't know how to use the weapon. We use it on each other. That's friendly fire. See, see, that shows you that we don't know how to use the weapon. The Bible says our enemy is not what? Flesh and blood. We fight against powers, wickedness, and high places. 
Anytime we're fighting with each other, that should tell you that's demonic involvement. Either by them or you. Okay. All right. Okay, here we go. Listen to this. Demons don't just come in your life and create an enemy to you. No. They find out what you, listen, they find out what to do. (laughs) I want to say this. They find out what you don't know as far as God. He got us like this. He's going to get so many of us right there because we don't know nothing about God. We think we do, but we really don't. They find out what do you not know as far as God. Listen, as far as God's principles are concerned. The spirit realm is a legal realm that operate on spiritual laws. Amen? Even the occult operates on spiritual laws. They use the elements. They need water. They go by the sea. They need an altar. They need blood. They need a sacrifice. Okay. Spiritual laws. They operate, but we don't. See, 13 is a spiritual law for us. He said, if you operate in that, you won't need any gift. He said, there's no law against it. There's no law against love. Jesus, how simple can that be? But we won't walk in love. Okay. He said, there's no law against it. No law against it. So the enemy can't bring nothing to you. He can't bring any lawful thing to you. Okay. This is what they do. When they study you and the gaps in you, and they know that you don't operate in the principles, they will do this. They will archive, and they will document, watch this, your ignorance, and build a system around your ignorance. See, the problem is it's not just for you, but it's on your bloodline. It don't just consume you. It's everything that is attached to you. I told y'all, you're in a war. You need to know how it works. All right. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You need to know these things. Watch this. Sometimes people invite you into their circle. But while you were there, (laughs) you demeaned everyone. You downplayed their ideas. And as you were leaving, (laughs) they were waving you goodbye. And saying, I will never see you again. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There are some people today it is difficult to forget. Do you know why? Because they fulfilled one or more of those six intrinsic needs when they met you. That's why your first impression is so important. It makes an impact spiritually in their soul. They can't forget you. 
it works in the negative too. More so than it works in the positive. That's why I said people fight you to their group. <laughs> and you went in there, you just overtook it, you was downplaying everything, you went against it all. And they were like, mm-mm, you will never be invited here again. Bye-bye. Watch this. This is how we miss opportunities. Watch this. That will never happen again. God is ministering to you, right? Ain't he? Ain't he ministering to us, right? He's answering some questions, I'm hopefully, for some of y'all. Why certain doors open and certain doors close. It's not always Satan. Listen, it's our violation of these principles. Y'all hear me? We are discussing peace here by studying the person of man, okay? Don't worry, I'm going to get y'all there. See, in the kingdom of God, it doesn't matter who hates you, but it does matter who likes you. Whoop! See, in the kingdom of God, it don't matter who hates you, but it does matter who likes you. <laughs> See, some of y'all going to get that. See, just giving people a sense of relevance can open doors or even save a person's life. See, do y'all hear that? Just giving a person relevance can open a door for you. I'm talking about how you deal with man. Watch this. See, you can even stop a fight between people by making one of them feel significant. Yeah, y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand what's going on out in them streets. See, all it takes is one person, watch this, teacher, willing to submit and minister a sense of significance. In many cases, this is all this is all that needs to diffuse something that can be volatile. Just a sense of significance. See, when y'all study, man, when you'll get to this thing right here, it's going to help you. I ain't even got to the first law yet. That's what I'm trying to get to is the first law. I know. Jesus like looking at me. Y'all all right? All right. Okay. Okay, teacher. Just give me a second. Hey. It's freedom when I need it. <laughs> Come on, teacher. All right. All right. Listen to this. Listen to this. Y'all hear what I said? It can be diffused if one person is just willing to submit and minister a sense of significance. Jesus, my God. We could diffuse so many things. Oh, my God. You see the power you have just understanding man? Okay, watch this. Y'all going to be putting this to work. I got this. Oh, I know what's wrong with you. Oh, somebody violated that. All right, I got you. I'm going to help do the patchwork. What? See, when you understand the psychology composition or the psychological composition of man, you will know that every man can become, watch this, an advantage for your life. No longer a disadvantage. I'm going to say it again. When you understand the psychological composition of man, yeah. you will know 
that every man now can be an advantage instead of a disadvantage. You'll know how to use it. No matter where they come from, no matter their background, as I told you, regardless of their history, we are all composed psychologically of the same thing. Y'all hear this? Our cravings are the same. Cravings are the same. I gave y'all some good stuff here. Anywhere you can communicate security, variety, significance, love and acceptance, growth and progress, impact and condition and contribution, excuse me, you will find the healthiest psychological environment for any man. No man that enters that kind of environment will ever leave it. Most people <laughs> will inconvenience themselves for that kind of environment. Well, that's what I want this to be. Mm, mm, mm. I, I got a few people. So everything I've just mentioned, y'all, can be found, watch this, in the presence of God. Everything I just mentioned right there can be found in the presence of God. This is why when we come to, listen, his presence, you bring everything. You bring your fears. You bring all your insecurities. All your trust issues, you bring them. Mm -mm. This is how you know you ain't brought them to because how you respond. You're still carrying it. See, I told y'all, we say one thing, but when it's time for us to actually do it, can't be done. <laughs> Woo. Peace is the foundation from where conflicts come from. Peace. This is the, con this is the foundation of where conflicts come from. So with those six intrinsic cravings, now go back and find out why your husband? Why your wife is angry with you or anywhere, situation, the church, whatever? Plug it in. Y'all, y'all should be, y'all gonna be without excuse. Mm -mm. Forget about demons at the moment. Forget about demons at the moment. Go back to your checklist. And now you'll see why your children seem to be rebellious. Sometimes as well-meaning as, listen, your approach is. It's communicating a different message to them. Y'all going to be without excuse. The nature of man, remember, it's the highest psychological need of any man. Those six intrinsic cravings. This is why we train our children at an early age. To use words like, watch this, thank you. Please. God bless you. Watch it. These words are wonder words. They can touch the very will of men. So y'all don't understand. Words are powerful. Right, bro? <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to this, y'all. These words are wonder words. You got to teach them these. It's fulfilling. Listen, 
a craving, a need in them. Listen, not just for them, but to provide for other people. Oh, my God. Y'all better listen to this. These words can release. Watch this. Those type of words like right there can release jobs. Favor. Listen. <laughs> they can call for a promotion. These words are like, listen, they can open up doors that your degrees can't. See, y'all don't. Y'all think you got to have a degree. It's great. It's great work and all that. But if you, get, if you just got a please and a thank you. If you understood men and how to talk to that person that was interviewing you. Man, y'all don't even understand this. With God, all you need is faith. Mm, mm, mm. Woo! Oh, my goodness. See, in the kingdom, a no means yes. Y'all don't get it. And see, but you got to be in the kingdom. I don't care what you say. No, if God said yes, it means yes. I don't care what you said, but if God said yes, it's yes. Who could stand before him? Listen to this. Listen to this. They can release favor, promotions. They can open doors that degrees can't open. Please and thank you. Watch this. They feed people's, they feed people psychologically. Oh my God. Tamin got this down. He, he understands it. He work on our, on our uh, makeup all the time. He understand is at three. Listen to it. Please, these words, these words, simple word, please and thank you. They feed people's per psychologically. Listen, in a way that they cannot imagine. These words are powerful in the psyche of men. It likes it was designed to open up doors and watch this in people's hearts. Those words. I'm praying that God is granting us wisdom today, Amen. that y'all are really listening and applying this to your life. Can I go to the scripture right here? Go to the Psalms 8, 4. Go to Psalms 8 and 4. Psalm chapter 8 at verse 4. What is man that you are mindful of him? Mm. And the son of earthborn man that you care for him. Wait, wait a minute. He's saying, what is man? See, man is not only a spirit. But there's a big psychological composition to man. This is what he's saying here. And understanding this will help you to deal with that part of man. So when you're dealing with the world, the church, this will help us. In reaching the laws, you have to become a master and listen, at administrating of the psychological needs of man. This will help you when you're evangelizing. It'll help you to connect with that person that don't nobody else want to talk to. They have a violation somewhere in them and you can bring restoration to them just with your words. Jesus, my God. See, we, 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 if we're going to actually go and evangelize, you got to understand man. 
You can't go over there talking about something. Raise your hands right now. You can't do that. Find out what part of their life been violated. And then once you, you find out what part been violated, you feel it. And then that's how you draw them in. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you right now. Nathan, go ahead. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? That's how you make that connection. And that's how you draw them. Watch this. With love and kindness. He says, have I drawn thee? See, y'all, the word is working right there. We just don't know it because we don't know man. Jesus, my goodness. Your words. You got to place their containers. Their words are containers for the presence of God. Mm. Good gracious. Here's the key to friendship. Whoever stands with you to support these six cravings or needs will become your friend. It doesn't even matter if you don't even know them. This is why we love Holy Spirit. Because every time he comes, there is no fear in his presence. You are secured. He brings variety. He brings a variety of expressions. Are you following what the presence of Holy Spirit brings? Oh, we're going to do it. So you can do this thing right. As a believer, you can do it right. Do you, swi- do you see why we should love? Right? Watch this. Do you see why um, you should love the word of God? Because as you study the scripture, watch this. It feeds you back. Even psychologically. You got to let me show this. I just need, I just need, I just need, ten, can, can y'all just give me 10 minutes? Okay. <laughs> All right. Design, you good? Is he good? He got the baby. All right, All right man. That's beautiful right there. Listen. Go to Jeremiah. I'm going to save some time. That's right. And Jeremiah 33, uh, 31, 3, he said, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. He said, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. No, go ahead and read it. Go ahead. We got to do it. Go ahead. Because there's something else I want to show you. Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 3. No, no. One and three. One to three. Beginning at verse 1. Yeah. At that time, says the Lord, will I be the God of all the families of Israel, mm-hmm. and they will be my people. Verse 2. Thus says the Lord, the people who survived the sword found favor in the wilderness. The place of exile when Israel sought to find rest. Mm. Verse 3, the Lord appeared from of old to me, Israel, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. All right, all right, watch this. So what is the, what is the purpose of this scripture? What, what should it do to you after you read it? 
You should feel a sense of love and acceptance. It's feeding you psychologically. Watch this. Go to Psalms 23. That, that was administering to your psyche. Love and acceptance. My God, it'll feed you. The word will feed you. Go to Psalms 23, 1 through 4. Elder, I know you're going to love this one. <laughs> this is good if you will know him. Woo! Psalm chapter 23 at verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd mm. to feed, guide, and mm. shield me. Look at that. Do you see that? that? To shield you. If you're a sheep, you need to be shielded. You need to be fed. Come on, come on here. I shall not lack. At verse 2. He makes me lie down in fresh tender, green pastures. Mm -hmm. He makes you. You don't want to, but he makes you. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. My goodness. Mm. Verse 3. He refreshes and restores my life, myself. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Thank you. Uprightness and right standing with him. Not for my earning it, but for his name's sake. See? So what is that scripture saying? What is the purpose of that? Security. See? It's feeding your cycle, your psyche. Security. Go to Deuteronomy 28.1. I got to get to this part. Deuteronomy chapter 28 at verse 1. If you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. So what is that purpose of that scripture there? Significance. Significance is what you're seeing. I need everybody to understand that all of these virtues that we crave can be found and learned in the scriptures, found in his presence. Watch this. I got to get it. This is why we should always jealously guard his presence. See, when you give him your best, that's what you're doing. Woo! Meaning we should never let anything come before his presence. Not a job, not people, not your business, not family, not, fin- not friends, not your children. Because his presence is a place of security. It's a place of significance. It's a place of growth and transformation. In the last couple of teachings I was telling y'all, that is, it, 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 I need y'all to listen to this. last couple of teachings I was telling y'all until right now, until this moment, right now, it's just getting us to the point to understand man. All that teaching on part to part four is just to get us to understand man. Okay? Y'all got it. Listen, listen to this. I had to lay down that foundation before I can go into the first law of being a recipient of peace and, the, and being a peacemaker. You have to remember, the kingdom of God works by principles, which releases keys of wisdom. Amen? Amen.
I mean, I just got to where I wanted to go. All of that, I was trying to get us to where I really wanted to go. So next week, it's going to be on. All right? I want to get you to understand jurisdiction. First law. Amen? Oh, Jesus. Y'all praying for me. That's, a, that's how you know it's a true shepherd because it's hard to lead the sheep. It's hard. All right, all right, all right. I'm we gone. thank God for the engrafted word of God. We give God a hand clap of adoration and gratitude for the word that's able to change your entire state of being and your direction and where you're going. I just want to quickly say as we gather ourselves and leave, is that I want the young and the old to understand overall what past was really trying to convey. And being a peacemaker. And it speaks about that you are experiencing a perfect state of being. I want you to understand that and why it's so important. Because there is no degree, no amount of money, no house, no car, no thing, no person can do what peace does. Okay? Peace is generational. The state of being. Show as much as you love your daughter. I ain't talking about that, Angelo. Now, as much as he loved his children, they may get in a situation to where there's nothing you can do. There's no money or situation or even their degree or their success can get them out of where they're in. But the peace, you don't understand the responsibility of peace. Meaning it is a perfect state of being. That if I can't reach my mom or my dad or oh, I feel that like I don't even have the strength to even call upon the name of Jesus because my state of being that was passed from my mom and my dad that perfect state of being you have to understand that I would the next thing that I would say out of my mouth Look, it won't be against my current state of being. I will speak the perfect direction and how my next thought should be. Could be in a attempt to be in an abusive relationship, but do you see the sign of this gentleman? That's something that he said just didn't settle with my peace, my perfect state of being. 
I was saying, Lord God, you, you, you're saying so much here with this perfect state of being. There's no situation or circumstance. I'll be content in all my ways. There's no, look, there is no hurt or disappointment. That if things didn't go right, didn't go my way, that my, look, my peace, my, my perfect state of being would keep me stable. We're talking about the peace that God has left us with. This is why it's so important. Even if my body is being afflicted, I'm, my perfect state of being is going to bring everything back in line. Because the next, look, the next word that I would say would be, look, it would be healing unto myself. This is one of the, the most ultimate weapons and secret, Rita, that you could possibly have. Well, what's going on in your life, your situation, your circumstances in your home? But with that perfect state of being, it commands all chaos that's around me to cease. Jeremiah, and this is really quick. Jeremiah 31, was it 31, 3? 33? Go there, minister, please, really quick. We're going to release you, God. Jeremiah. Yes. And my, my husband has been asking me for the past week or so, what, what's going on with you? What, my connection is so important. It's for, important for me too, but extremely important for my hubby. Is that our connection? I don't feel you. What's going on? And I've been trying to articulate. I haven't been able to articulate what's been going on with me. It's a spiritual. I'm in a storm. I'm in a storm. So go ahead and read that. Jeremiah chapter 31 at verse 3. The Lord appeared from of old to me, Israel, saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. Just stop there. The storm that I'm in, Pastor, and the people of God, is this, is that my relationship that I have with God and I also have with men. Thank you, Intercessor Fee. This is the answer. This is what was going on with me. Pastor, this is my storm. Is that the relationship that this everlasting love that God has for me and the loving kindness that he has drawn me to him this is what I extend to those who are in my life and this is the storm so I was asking God 
I said, for those who call me mother, your spiritual mom. Renika said, it grieves me. And I need to know, and I need for them to know, if this is what you're going to call me. Because I'm here. I have an everlasting love for you. And with love and kindness have I drawn you to me. But you would have to have the relationship with God. This is how our children and your friends and spouses look because there was never an everlasting love. And you weren't kind to each other. So if this is what, I said, Lord, if this is what they're calling me, I need them to know that I have an everlasting love for you. And kindness have I drawn you to me. This is the relationship that I have with my, my heavenly father and I have with you. But I'm asking you that you have the same with me. And the thing about it, she came in behind me. And I, I, I was just meditating before a service. And, and she sat there and scooted me over and she kissed me. She said, Mom, what's going on with you? Holy Spirit answered so quick. The thing that the storm that I'm in, speaking about, look, those who would call me mom, I have an everlasting love. Then she confirmed and she sat down and she said, what's going on? And I told her, what's going on? I said, this everlasting love, honey. If you love someone, it should be an everlasting love. No situation, no circumstance should separate the love from me. As the Father says with us, nothing can separate you from me. But you can separate yourself from God. We're talking about the peace. I just want you to leave with that. That's generational. And even when you can't be there in your children's life, that you would know that this is something generational that I passed on. And that she would call upon and draw from that peace that God has left. And he or she would make that sound wise decision with the very next word that he or she would speak. And that would set the direction and the rudder as to the rest of what she would utter out of her mouth or his mouth. And it would be perfect according to her state or his state of being. Amen. Glory to the most high God. That's all that we have today. We want to thank you for coming out. We, we pray that and grab the word of God was able to reach the innermost part of your being. And stir up inside of you a fresh and a new craving and desire for the righteousness that God has imputed into you. 
We glorify you, Father. We magnify your name. You alone are worthy. We thank you for our shepherd. We thank you for the word of God that he has now even came out of his belly, Father, and he has imputed it into our soul. So we thank you, Lord God, that we will leave this place not the same, Father, but we will be strengthened on every side, fortified on our side, because peace goes before us today. We are peacemakers, Lord God. We know that you have drawn us with your kindness and your love. And you have an everlasting love for us. And we have an everlasting love for you and also our brethren. We now go in peace, Father, and we love you. We glorify you. We magnify you. Let your name be lifted up in all that we do and all that we say. It's in Jesus' name that's above every name. Emmanuel, God with us. So be it.